Grand Rising, beautiful soul family. I'm Coach Susie, and welcome to the Beyond Abuse podcast, a show about the power and benefits of using self-love and hope to overcome self-doubt, depression, anxiety, and panic attacks resulting from the trauma and abuse of our past. I love sharing stories um, about myself, but I also love showcasing other badass men and women who learn to turn their pain into purpose, and they're using that gift to help other men and women transform their mindset from victim to victor. Today, I have the pleasure and honor of showcasing Lois Wagner, who is an accomplished speaker, storyteller, mentor, inspirer, learning facilitator, and coach who empowers others through her program using the acronym SMILE. She is based in Johannesburg, South Africa. She will be sharing events and lessons from her own story, moving her through fear into forgiveness, to freedom and into the light. Lois will lead you out of the darkness as she moves you from victim through survivor to thriver and beyond to freedom after facing abuse. I ask you to lower your guard and open your heart to find the light as we welcome Lois to share her smile with us as she takes you on a journey of healing. Thank you, Lois, for being here. Welcome. How are you doing today? Hi, Susie. Thanks very much for having me and thank you for this amazing platform. Oh, oh, you're so welcome. I appreciate you for being here. So without further ado, tell us how you came up with that acronym SMILE and what made you want to turn your pain into power? Well, the SMILE came about, about two and a half years ago now. Uh, I was forced into retirement. I was working in in the Middle East, and when I turned 64, they didn't want me anymore. They wouldn't renew my work visa. <laughs> and so I had to return to South Africa, and I thought instead of staying in the corporate world where I had been for many years, let me go into the personal transformational world. And uh, I thought, how do I market myself? So I asked a few friends what, how they would describe me. And they said, well, you're always smiling, regardless of the adversity and the challenges and the troubles in your life, you're always smiling. So I thought, okay, how can you smile? And so I thought, what do I do? And then I, I fitted that to the acronym SMILE. And what does SMILE mean exactly? Well, it, it explains what I do. So I'm a storyteller. I'm an author and a TEDx speaker, uh, a mentor, as you mentioned mm -hmm. just now. I inspire people. I'm a learning facilitator, so I do training, various courses, and I'm an empowering coach. So I do one-on-one -on -one and group coaching. Awesome. Empowering coach. I love that. So just give us a little glimpse of what, what, that, what that took for you to start wanting to transform not only your life, but the lives of others as well. Like what, what event in your life made you think, you know what, maybe I should start doing this for other people as well. It started many years ago now. It started back in 1996, which is a long time ago. <laughs> um, 
I had my, I was in partnership in business in a small digital printing company. And I was working late one night and I thought I was in a secure courtyard. It was a beautiful summer's evening. I was sitting outside working and some man jumped over the eight foot wall and surprised me. He came up behind me and the first I even knew that he was there was he had his hand around my throat and a screwdriver to my mm. neck. So that's, that was the turning point in my life. Wow. Um, up until that point, I had a few adversities and challenges. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I'd been divorced and various other things. But that was the biggest uh, turnaround, the biggest uh, challenge that I ever had to face. So this man attacked me. I thought I could beat him, so I fought him back, mm -hmm. but I couldn't. And he overpowered me, raped me, oh. tied me up, and left me for dead. Wow. Wow. Mm. And I'm smiling, and I'm alive. Yes, yes, you survived, absolutely. And you used that, that pain, because that's, that's not only deep pain, but that's fear. I mean, there's so many, there's so many um, emotions tied to that one event. And that past event is what propelled you essentially to, you know, to, to bring a smile to other people's face, as your acronym says, and to keep a smile on your face. Because even in the face of adversity, you found a way to propel yourself and get out of that, right? And how did you do that? Is that what your program is based off of? No, that came afterwards. So, you know, this happened at a time way before the Me Too movement. Mm. Uh, it, it happened at a time where the word rape was mm -hmm. never mentioned in polite circles. People just didn't use that word. Right. And so it came as a, a real shock, as it would anyway to anybody. But it was at a time when it just apparently didn't happen. Mm -hmm. And so I was so angry. Uh, the, the rapist was apprehended. And he was out on bail for rape. Mm. And so oh I was goodness. so angry that I decided I wanted to change the world. Mm. And so I became an activist. Wow. And I led marches and I lobbied and petitioned and I was out there wanting to make a difference in the world. Um, and it was at a time in South Africa where we were coming out of apartheid into democracy. Mm -hmm. So they were calling for submissions for a new constitution. So I thought, yeah, I'm going to. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so I was out there. Um, and there was a big downside to that. There were mm -hmm. two big downsides to the whole thing. Mm -hmm. The first one was almost immediate. Uh, I didn't want to work in my place of employment anymore, mm -hmm. in, my, in my company. So my uh, partner agreed, my business partner agreed to buy me out. Mm -hmm. And uh, so instead of buying me out, he put the business into liquidation. Uh, so that he could buy it back, uh, or his wife could buy it back. Right. And so we, we lost everything, I lost everything, and I went deep into debt. Mm. 
So on top of dealing with the rape, I was now dealing with the loss of my business, deep financial problems. Right. So I had to go back into the corporate world and start working again. Mm -hmm. And so it was, it was a very, very difficult time. But what happened was because I was so active and I was so mm -hmm. out there, <laughs> everybody kept saying to me how proud they were of me, that I was so strong and I was wow. so brave and I was so wonderful. I'm so brave, I'm so strong, look at me. <laughs> and, and then about two, three years later, one morning I just couldn't get out of bed. Uh, my back and legs were just not going to work. Wow. Uh, I went to doctors, I had x-rays, I had scans, and wow. I was told that I had to have a back operation. Oh my so God. I had the back operation, it failed. I had a second back operation, it failed. I was sent home with a home nurse, I was completely dependent on people, I couldn't do anything mm. for myself, wow. couldn't even go to the toilet on my own. Wow. And there I was, just bedridden. And uh, two things happened. One, a doctor friend of mine who, who was a back specialist and he was out of the country when this happened, mm -hmm. he came back, he looked at my, my scans and x-rays and he said he can't see why they operated. And uh, my sister, who, who unfortunately is no longer with us, mm -hmm. but she was an alternative healer, mm -hmm. she looked at me and she said, it's all in your mind. There's nothing wrong with you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so her theory, her theory was that I wasn't facing my problems and I was putting them behind me and wow. putting them behind me, putting them behind me until wow. my back collapsed because my back said, I can't take this anymore. Oh, my goodness. And so when she told me that, and I thought, surely, because it was real pain. I mm -hmm. mean, I was really, really in a terrible state. I thought, surely this is not in my mind. This wow. is... This is real. And uh, and then I, I did some mental work. So I went inside and did some in, internal uh, work. Mm -hmm. And what I, the conclusion I came to was that because I was so bold and so strong and so wonderful fighting the good fight, I hadn't, hadn't dealt with the negative emotions. I hadn't wow. sat down and, and grieved mm -hmm. for what had happened to me. I hadn't dealt with the fear and the anger and the mm -hmm. hatred and all those negative wow. things because I was so bold and I was so strong. <laughs> and what was happening now, I was bedridden and I could be weak and pathetic mm -hmm. and everybody could fetch and carry for me and I didn't have to be strong anymore. Wow. So it gave me the opportunity to start experiencing those emotions that I should have experienced at the time. Wow. So I did the, I did the inner work. Mm -hmm. I went for eight chiropractic treatments. And the surgeon had told me that I would never hike or scuba dive again because I could never carry anything on my back. Mm -hmm. I did a five-day hiking trail <laughs> with a 29-kilogram backpack on my back. <laughs> Yay, yes. I love that you said that your your sister who was an alternative healer said it is all in your mind isn't that powerful how powerful the mind is and i know that you you deal with that as well so tell us how powerful the mind is and how 
how your mind actually put that through that pain really into your back and, and you ended up in that position. Um, you know, we, we're only starting to understand how the brain works. Uh, in fact, just today, I was on a webinar with a, a brain scientist, a, a neuroscientist, wow. who was saying that the mind and body is one thing. We, we, we so, we, we, we've always divorced them and we said mm. we've got a mind, a body and a soul. We said, but it's wow. all one thing. Your mind is your body. And it was just interesting because I suddenly thought, okay, well, yeah, that's, that's true. The two are so the same thing. You, you cannot pull them apart. They, they belong to each other. Mm -hmm. And if your mind is not in a good place, your body is not in mm -hmm. a good place. Oh, my goodness. That is so, so true. Oh, that is so true. Yes, it is. And I think a lot of times we want to separate stuff when really it is just one. And if we focus on it being a whole and knowing that, you know, really the mind affects everything. <laughs> you lose your mind, everything else starts to deteriorate, right? That's what they're essentially saying, right? Absolutely. Wow. Uh, so that still wasn't my transformation. I, I uh, had to get back and get a job and mm -hmm. get myself out of debt. And so I worked um, in the corporate world again. And then I went out and started my own training business Okay. And then I went back into corporate. So I was in and out of corporate <laughs> and entrepreneurship. And then I decided to leave South Africa and I went to the Middle East where I was working. Mm -hmm. And uh, and while I was there, I attended a conference. Um, it was uh, uh, Mind Valley has this conference called mm -hmm. Awesomeness Fest or A Fest. And I attended this conference, and at one of the talks, somebody said, uh, has anybody out there got a big, audacious dream? And I jumped up and I said, I do, I do. And they said, what is that? I said, I want to eradicate sexual, sexual violence. Mm. And everybody applauded me, and I thought, what? I said that? <laughs> and so it sort of spurred me on again to say, well, you know, I started back those number of years ago after I was attacked. Mm -hmm. um, and then I let it go because I had to live. I had to get my life back mm -hmm. together. Right. And so I, I sort of came back into my conscious mind that I need to do something. Mm -hmm. But then again, life took over. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I went back into work. And I was really enjoying my time in the Middle East. I did a lot of traveling. I was really, really happy. Right. And then, of course, uh, I was going home for my first holiday. And I had never thought about it before, but I wondered what had happened to the prisoner. He had been given a 25-year prison sentence, and this was now 14 years later. Wow. And I thought, I wonder if he's still in prison. You know, people mm -hmm. get released mm -hmm. for good behavior and whatever. And I thought, I wonder if he's alive, if he's still in prison. Mm -hmm. And I'd never really wondered about it before. So why now? I don't know. But I contacted the authorities and they told me that he was coming up for a parole hearing the day after I arrived in the country. What? Oh that was goodness. just too much of a coincidence. I just so got chills. <laughs> and then also the law had just changed uh, a few months before. The law had just changed allowing victims of crime to attend parole hearings. Wow. Synchronicity. Mm -hmm. The universe was saying, no. 
So family, friends, no, I mustn't go. What are you going for? You know, are you expecting restitution? Why do you want to go? You're going to get treated. You're going to get hurt. I just said, look, the universe has spoken. I've got to go. Yeah. And so I went. But before I went, a friend said to me, if I'm going to go, I must forgive. Mm. I said, that's ridiculous. How can you forgive the unforgivable? I can't forgive someone so dreadful. But he got me thinking, and I visited Mr. Google, and Mm -hmm. I did a lot of research on forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And I ended up writing this long, almost academic speech Mm. based on some research I've done. And clutching my hand, off I went to the prison. And uh, I was the first person in South Africa to attend one of these new parole hearings. Mm So they weren't quite sure how to deal with me. <laughs> and I had to go into the prison and enter the meeting room. Uh, and they brought the prisoner in. They went through his, his performance or lack of performance during his time in prison. And then they said, did I have anything to say? So I said, yes, I've got this speech I want to read. <laughs> so I started reading the speech. And as I was reading it, I thought, this is so academic and mm. it's so boring and do mm-hmm. I understand it? He had a, a grade six education. English was not his first language. He's not going to understand this. Right. Load of rubbish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I put it down and I looked at him and I just, I can't remember exactly, but I said something to the effect of, um, I compassionately and completely forgive mm. you. I take the responsibility from me, from my higher self, and I hand it back to your higher self, wow. and I take back my power. Yes. And as I said it, I knew that I meant it. it wow. I, I can't explain that feeling. Mm-hmm. It was complete and total liberation. Yes. The, the authority said to me they would let me know in seven days if he got parole or not, and I said, I don't want to know. I don't need to know because what had happened, I had been bonded to him for all those 14 years. um, And by forgiving him, all I'd done was break that bond, break that chain that was tying me to to him. And I didn't walk out of that prison. Hmm. I flew out of that prison. Hence hence my butterfly. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) That's, that's beautiful because that's a testimony to the power of forgiveness. And, and, and say one more time what you said, you compassionately and com- completely forgive you. And I take the responsibility from my higher self to your higher self. I hand, hand it over to your higher self wow. and I take back my power. Wow. Wow. And that's so important to take back your power because that's what forgiveness does, right? It frees you, it liberates you, and it allows you to take back your power because the pain is an attempt to draw away from your power. And so many people stay in that place of of pain. You know, they stay in that place of pain. So what would you suggest that they... They do, uh, of course, that which you just said. I love that. But what else would you, what would you encourage them to do to release that pain, that weight, that heavy weight of unforgiveness? Well, it is. It's a process, and it depends on where you 
are on your journey of healing. So after you've had, and it doesn't have to be a sexual abuse, mm -hmm. it can be any trauma, it can be the loss of a job, it can be an accident, it could be the loss of a person, right. you become a victim. And when you're a victim, you've got all these negative emotions. Mm. And that's where I went wrong. I didn't deal with those negative emotions. I went straight to the next level, which is survivor. Oh. And survivor is still not a good place because surviving is still struggling. Yes. And and you need resilience to survive. So I, so I first help people manage their victim traumas, their mm -hmm. victim emotions. And then I teach them resilience on how to move into a survivor state. Mm -hmm. So so resilience is your courage and your strength and it's your creativity. So it's how you take a situation and you reframe and you refocus it and you redirect your emotions. Mm -hmm. And then from there, I teach them grit. And grit is where you find a new passion, new aspirations, new direction, and you forge forward into something new and exciting and you reach some level some level of success and you become a thriver mm -hmm. so it really depends on where you are and you can't forgive you can't even think about forgiving when you're a victim mm. because you're too hurt you, you're wow. in a painful state and you need you need to grieve for whatever mm. it is that you you faced so you can't forgive at that point and in struggle mode in survivor mode you may think about it, but you still can't forgive because you're trying to get your life back together mm -hmm. and you're trying to make sense of what happened. Mm -hmm. It's only when you become a thriver wow. that you can start thinking, okay, now I can really think about forgiveness. So when people say, oh, I can't forgive, they're still in the, in the victim mm -hmm. or the survivor phase. Wow. Um, and, and it's also understanding what forgiveness is, that it's not condoning mm -hmm. what the other person has done. It's not letting them off the hook. It's yeah. letting you off the hook. Wow. <laughs> so, wow. Letting ourselves off the hook from what exactly? Well, for, for me, for example, the self-forgiveness, I hate it. Now, hating is a terrible emotion. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't know how to fight. You know, I mm -hmm. fought this guy, but I didn't know how to fight. So I had to forgive myself for not knowing how to fight. Um, afterwards, I took to the bottle and to overeating. Mm -hmm. I had to forgive myself for that as well. So you've got to learn to, to forgive yourself for whatever it is that you've done, um, whether it was on purpose or just by default. I mean, I didn't know how to fight. Why should I know how to fight? You know, I lived right. in a safe world. Why should I know mm. how to fight? But I still didn't know how to fight. So I and so I had this, oh, if only I'd known how to fight, it wouldn't have happened. So I had to forgive myself for that. So so that is how you, you start breaking those ties, is starting with self-forgiveness. And then you can move on to forgiving the perpetrator for whatever they did. Wow, that's amazing. Yes, I absolutely agree with um, forgiving yourself first. I, I tell people that, you know, and it's not about anybody else but you. You know, when you when you can forgive yourself, then you can extend that to somebody else. Would, would you agree with that? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And it's just, it's understanding that both you and the other person did the best that they knew how, given where they were at that time. Wow. If you can understand that had I known better, had he known better, we would both have behaved differently. 
but we didn't know better at the time that was what we knew best mm -hmm. so and and the compassion comes when you understand that hurt people hurt people mm -hmm. and that he obviously had something yes. in his life that was not good right um so if you can get that compassion and again it's not condoning what he did but it's saying he's where he's at because of what has happened to him in yes. his life or her life or whoever whoever you're dealing with yes that is so true and just like you said you didn't you didn't need to, it's not condoning the person and it's not about re reconciling with the person, you know, if it had, had it been a different um, thing, but it's just recognizing that this is the, the best that they had to, to deal with at that point in their lives, you know, and whether they, they go on to be a better version of themselves is on them. But for yourself, you had to, for you to become the better version of yourself, you had to forgive that, forgive yourself and have compassion and, and take your power back. And I think that that is so amazing and so important for us to be able to move forward in our lives in a healthy space. Um, so we have about five minutes. If you want to, um, let us know how, how can we reach you or, are there any programs that you have in the works or what exactly are you doing um, that you are inviting people to come and join or um, how can they get in touch with you? Well, I have a book and it's called Walking Without Skin. Wow. And that is the name. Of, it's the name of my book. It's a journal, which I started writing the night I was attacked. It took wow. me 24 years to publish it. Wow. Um, because at first it was just a journal, but now it, it includes my model of helps people understand how to move from victim to survivor to thriver to freedom. Wow. And um, it's the same name as my web page and my Facebook page. So Walking Without Skin, very easy to find me. And I offer one-on-one -on -one coaching to people who are looking at any stage of that of that uh, journey, whether they're victim or whether they're ready to forgive, I do one-on-one -on -one and group coaching to help people get through that phase. Wow. So that's what I do. Okay. So before I let you go, just a little, tell us what walking with, without skin means. What does that look like? What does that mean? What does it mean to you? Well, walking without skin to me would mean that I'm walking in my soul. Like I'm walking without this human flesh and I'm walking and being led by, by my soul's guidance and by the love of my soul. That's interesting. It's not how I intended it. For me, it was, you know, when, when your skin is your protection. And so without skin, you've got no protection. So you've been vulnerable. So it's really about being vulnerable, vulnerable, vulnerable. sharing my story with me. Ah, oh, that's beautiful. I love that too. <laughs> I just felt that. Yes, being vulnerable because that really is the highest vibrational energy is when you're vulnerable, when you're able to just be, I guess, unprotected and just say, this, this is who I am. This is what I went through. And this is what I have to, to share with you. And this is how I can assist you along on your journey. That's beautiful. That is absolutely beautiful. I love that. So 
before we go, give us some parting words of wisdom or a word of encouragement, whatever comes to your soul. What do you have to send us along on our journey for this day? It is a journey. Um, it's your journey. Don't compare yourself to anybody else because their journey is different. It's not a straight journey. It's convoluted. You go up and down. But know that you are not alone. There are people out there. There's resources. There's support. There's therapists. There's healers. There's coaches. There are people out there who will hold your hand and take you through it. And you will get through it. Yes, yes, and, yes, yes. And the most important thing is that you learn to fly. Oh, that is beautiful. <laughs> I love it. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Lois, thank you so very much for joining me today. Thank you for bringing us your courage, your wisdom, and your story. I appreciate you so very much. Thank you. And thank you again for the platform. Thank you. Absolutely. You're so welcome. I hope you have a great day. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you. Bye-bye. Uh -huh. okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it from Lois Wagner herself. She poured into us her wisdom, her knowledge. And I want you guys to take whatever it is you need from what she taught you today. Okay. And if you enjoyed the topic today, all of Lois's information will be listed in this podcast. It will be listed on the YouTube video. I want you guys to take advantage of that. Take advantage of what she is offering. Okay. And if you enjoy the topic today, I invite you to subscribe to my monthly self-care newsletter where I provide tips, tools, and resources on loving yourself deeper every day. Once subscribed, you will receive my free ebook from victim to victor, how to live an empowered life beyond abuse. The ebook was created to move you from victim to victor and help you live an empowered life beyond the abuse and depression of your past. It was created to push you and assist you with redirecting yourself toward a more peaceful, happier existence. All subscribers receive 25% off the, po the five poetry book bundle, 15% off all products and free access to the private Facebook ebook support community from victim to victor, how to live an empowered life beyond depression and abuse. There's daily encouragement, weekly challenges and weekly live Zoom trainings with Q&A every Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Subscribe to the newsletter today by copying the link in the description box below or visiting suzysuttles.com. A special thank you to all my YouTube subscribers, podcast subscribers, and podcast listener supporters. I thank you for your love, kindness, and generosity. It is greatly appreciated. When you make a monthly love offering in support of this podcast, it helps to sustain future episodes, and it assists the mission of A Mother's Touch, Inc., which is to provide co-parents and families with love, nurturing, guidance, and the resources they need to become a healthier, happier, more holistic version of themselves. We also assist men and women financially who are leaving domestic violence relationships and struggling financially. If this is your first time listening to the podcast on Anchor, Apple, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Spotify, or YouTube, 
I invite you to subscribe to the podcast and become a listener supporter. If you or someone you know is in need of financial assistance, please fill out the form for financial assistance via the web at www.amotherstouchinc.org. You can also make a love offering donation. We also accept love offering donations via Cash App, which is a Mother's Touch Inc. A dollar sign, a Mother's Touch Inc. And a Mother's is spelled with a Z or Venmo, which is the at symbol, a Mother's Touch Inc. That's all I got for y'all today. I hope y'all enjoyed the program today. Remember to reach out to Lois if you want to learn more about her program, Smile and Shedding the Light in the Darkness, or even purchasing her book, uh, Walking Without Skin. I think that is a beautiful uh, imagery. Absolutely. So you know, before I let you go, I have to send a prayer of love out into the universe. So let's go ahead and do that. Dear universe, I love you. And I thank you for this, this opportunity, for this platform to share and showcase um, the lives of other people who are not only transforming their own lives, but also assisting others with transformation because that, that's what the purpose of the pain is. You know, that's what I've found is that I can turn that pain into power. I, can, I got two choices. I can turn that pain into bitterness and allow it to eat me up inside. I, I can allow it to affect my mind, my body, and my soul, or I can turn that pain into power and I can thrive and I can move forward and I can help others transform their lives. And, and that's what these people are doing. That's what I'm doing. And it is a privilege and an honor to serve others in that platform in that way, just to show others that, hey, you are not alone. You don't struggle by yourself. And hey, I might not be the coach that you resonate with. I might not be the guy that you resonate with, but here are some other people that you can reach out to if you are interested in becoming the healthiest and truest version of yourself. So I, I'm, I'm privileged and honored to be here to do this, to share this platform with others. And it is a privilege and an honor, and I love you, and I thank you for providing me with that. And I'm, I'm thankful and grateful that I get to do this for others. So um, I love you and I thank you. And I'm so grateful and thankful to see another day. So with that being said, let's rock this day out. Let's get her done. I hope y'all enjoyed the program today. I want you to go out, have an awesome, amazing and beautiful day. If you experienced rejection, abandonment, trauma, or abuse as a child, you may find it difficult to create a healthy, happy, and holistic life. You are not alone. I am Coach Susie, and I am a survivor of addiction and narcissistic domestic violence abuse. I was raised by a mother who experienced narcissistic personality disorder, and I experienced every type of abuse. I was rejected abandoned and traumatized before the age of 10. As I grew older, I attracted these same type of relationships into my life because this was my life. It was all I knew and it was what I was accustomed to until I introduced myself to something different. In 2015, I left a 20 year unhealthy and abusive relationship with a man who struggles with narcissistic personality disorder. And I began a journey into loving myself unconditionally. 
It took me five years to accomplish living a happy, healthy, and holistic life, and that was primarily due to the lack of financial and educational resources for people like me who were severely traumatized as children and grew up in impoverished neighborhoods. The Loving Yourself Unconditionally movement was created from the mind of a traumatized child who struggled for years with self-doubt and low self-esteem. But I learned to love herself unconditionally beyond past abuse and thrive successfully in life with PTSD, bipolar disorder, and ADHD. I struggled to love myself unconditionally due to the mental and emotional abuse I received as a child. The voices of doubt, fear, and not good enough would constantly haunt me until I began to change my mind. The Loving Yourself Unconditionally movement is a community of people who desire to learn practical and effective ways to love themselves unconditionally beyond abuse. The Loving Yourself Unconditionally movement is not about chasing perfection and trying to be perfect. It's about learning to love yourself unconditionally in every area of your life, no matter what that looks like. It's about becoming the healthiest, happiest, and truest version of yourself, no matter what that looks like. If you are ready to learn how to love yourself unconditionally beyond abuse, pre-register today at suzysuttles.com. Everyone has something to teach us. My question to you is, are you ready to learn?